You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How fired up are you for game six tonight between the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Utah Jazz? Well, I hope it's a hell of a lot because the Thunder are going to need you to bring that same kind of energy and focus you had for game five to get OKC over the hump. Tip-off set for 9.30 in SLC. So hopefully, you're getting your rest and you're ready to go. And whether you're hanging out with your boys at the bar or you're in your living room or even if you're on a date with your girl, it's got to be focused, intense, and just ready at a moment's notice to know that this team needs you. So there's your pep talk for today. I'm Eric G. Welcome to the Locked on Thunder podcast. For April the 27th, we are just a few hours away now from tip-off. Or maybe you're listening to this at 9 o'clock Central Time. So now we're just a half hour away from tip-off. So whenever you're you're listening to this, just know that tip-off is not that far away. And I am so glad that you're making me a part of your day. We've got a killer show coming up for you. Well, hopefully we have a killer show all the time. But today, we're going to tell you what the Thunder can and cannot do as far as this game goes, and why replicating the performance in Game 5 won't happen again, and why Russell Westbrook can't go into takeover mode too early in this game. But there's also a balance between that and when is too late for the Oklahoma City Thunder to have Russell Westbrook take over. Billy Donovan is coaching for his NBA reputation tonight. We'll explain that. In segment number two, a defensive game plan for Donovan Mitchell. Does it really exist? What can the Thunder do to slow this guy down? If anything, which will lead us into who is playing Thunder Killer tonight for the Utah Jazz. And in segment number three, we'll get into the numbers and tell you just how impressive the Thunder's win was and why David Holt might not be doing Oklahoma City and the Thunder any favors by hanging out with Ennis Canner. My name is Eric G. I did radio in Oklahoma City for a while, lots of Thunder post games, the occasional pregame. I'm a credentialed member of the media, which allows me to go into the locker room before and after the games and go to practice and shoot around. And I post all that at LockedOnThunder.com. And I'd also like to thank the good folks at Thunder Digest for allowing me to post the Locked On Thunder podcast via the Thunder Digest Twitter account. Thank you guys. Thank you, Chuck. For helping me out. And if you haven't been to ThunderDigest.com, do so. They've got a great article today on the Thunder's greatest comebacks and collapses in the postseason. Some well-written stuff. And if you like what you hear, go to LockedOnThunder.com. We've got all our podcast archive plus video from players and coaches, as I've told you about that. Let's dive into it tonight. It's Game 6 for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And nothing's really changed from Game 5. It's still a do-or-die situation for Oklahoma City, but what they have to be very careful of tonight is replicating the performance that they did in Game 5. In fact, that can't be replicated. More specifically, Russell Westbrook has got to understand that it can't be replicated. And he's he's in a very delicate balance this evening of not being able to go into takeover mode too early, but then not waiting too late to go into takeover mode. Early in the game, Russ is going to have to make sure that all the other starters are involved in getting their touches and having their opportunity to score, whether it's Corey Brewer on a corner three, whether it's Carmelo Anthony out on the wing, 
whether it's Paul George, whether it's getting the ball into Steven Adams and letting him go at Rudy Gobert, which you cannot do that enough. Give the ball to Steven Adams early tonight. Let him go at Rudy Gobert. See if you can get Gobert into foul trouble again and the rest of the Utah bigs, which obviously opened up the lane and allowed the Thunder to do something they haven't done all series long, which is outscore the Jazz in the paint. That 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 is the one thing you can sort of rinse and repeat with tonight's game plan. And and you have to think that Billy Donovan is going to go that way. And honestly, Quince, if you're Quinn Snyder, there's really no answer for that. You could go in and draw up all your X's and O's and try and put guys in the right spot. But if Steven Adams is going at Rudy Gobert and he's fouling, you can't do that. You And you can't take Gobert out of doing what he does best, which is attacking the rim. And the Jazz is a, as a whole, as a team, early in game five, did a great job of making Oklahoma City's life miserable at the rim. And it was only when they got into foul trouble did we see Oklahoma City scoring. But I'm sure you were very well aware of that. As far as carrying that momentum goes, that was a big topic after Wednesday's win. Here is Raymond Felton talking about the thunder, the comeback, and now how they have the momentum against the Utah Jazz. Oh, man, I really don't have no words for it. You know, I've been in the league 13 years, and uh, it's probably one of the most amazing games that I've ever been a part of, you know, to to be in and feel that, that feeling, that atmosphere. The crowd was amazing. You know, my teammates, these guys were amazing. You know, it was a, it's a great game, man. You know, I think the momentum has definitely switched over our way. So we got to go down to Utah and take care of business. But um, it was an amazing game, man. It was, it was one of a kind, for sure. Those were also sentiments echoed by one Carmelo Anthony. Well, I mean, is we we have it, uh, we have the momentum, uh, you know, to for us to take care of this game, uh, you know, force a game six, uh, and the way that we was able to kind of just bounce back uh, from down twenty five, uh, you know, it, it 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 took a lot out of them, uh, you know, maybe mentally, emotionally, but. Uh, it's going to be another dogfight in game six. and It's another closeout game. and we, we, We're not ready to go home, guys. Being the scorer that you are throughout your career, just watching Russ and PG and their shot making, particularly in that second half, can you try to you know put put us in that mindset of what the, what it takes to be able to make those types of it's shots? Just a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a zone. It's a flow. Uh, you know, you, it's, it's a momentum that you know, guys have throughout the course of the game. Uh, and I think the energy from everybody, you know, really picked, picked those guys up. At the, the Jazz's mental state is the most interesting component of tonight's game. Because we have no idea how these guys are going to react. You, you have to assume, and assuming is very dangerous, but you have to assume that they're young, they're relaxed, they still get that they are in control of this series. But Quinn Snyder also has to sort of plant the seed of them needing to play desperate. So everything tonight really strikes this this very delicate balance of you need to play desperate, you need to act like your backs are against the wall because you don't want to go to Oklahoma City for a game seven, but you also have to have the confidence that you're in control. And if you're Quinn Snyder, you can't coach scared. If you're that team, you can't have sort of any jumbled feelings in your stomach. You just have to go out and play your game and hopefully you don't get yourself into trouble. And as far as Billy Donovan goes tonight, his reputation is is on the line this series, at least from the national media perspective, because he's been... The common, the common narrative in this 
uh, from a lot of the national media and a lot of the Oklahoma City Thunder critics is that Billy Donovan is completely getting worked over by Quinn Snyder because Billy Donovan is not an X's and O's coach. Billy Donovan is a guy that coaches on feel. And a lot of times in sports, when we're breaking down games or we're talking about games, we get obs- we get obsessed, just absolutely obsessed with how a game plan is put together, how it is executed, and technique. A lot of times we get we get just absolutely focused on technique, and when somebody is not not meeting our criteria for it, we just assume that they can't do the job. Billy Donovan will see how the game goes. And he always, he's always done this. It's all about flow to him. What are the matchups? Who are, who is the opponent running out there? Who fits that lineup best with theirs? And then you mix and match, which doesn't bother me a bit. In fact, that was the big criticism of Scott Brooks is that he stuck to his lineups. Well, I sort of liken it to drummers. Like if you're into rock music drummers, like everybody talks about Neil Peart from Rush. Like he's the most technical drummer ever. He's he's the most awesome guy. Well, he is. He's very talented. He's a very creative drummer. But he's not my favorite drummer of all time. My favorite drummer of all time is Ringo Starr from the Beatles because he played on feel and he was perfect for that band. Billy Donovan is perfect for what the Oklahoma City Thunder wants and what the Oklahoma City Thunder organization needs which is how do you put your guys in the best position to win yes is there a system for Oklahoma City like there is Utah for them to fall back on when things aren't going well no but I'm not sure that you necessarily need it because how well does a guy like Russell Westbrook work inside a system think about Russ's style do you really want to try and put him in a system and handcuff him when he plays his best, when he is, for lack of a better term, reckless, Russ needs to always have. Russ needs to always think at some point he can just blow by everyone and do whatever he needs to get the Thunder a win. And Billy gets criticized for being loyal to Carmelo Anthony. I'll defend him on that as well. I'd be loyal to Carmelo Anthony too, because. Carmelo Anthony is a guy that's been clutched throughout his career. That being said, Billy's going to have to watch tonight. And if Carmelo's not effective early on, as he hasn't been effective all series long, he's going to have to put Jeremy Grant in sooner or put somebody in place for Carmelo Anthony. He's just going to have to have that talk with him. Just let him know you're, you're not effective. Carmelo won't like it, but he'll understand. Because the one thing you can definitely say about Carmelo Anthony and just listening to this guy talk is he wants the team to win. He knows that he is in a good position and this is probably the best chance that he has had in quite... As a matter of fact, we know this is the best chance he's had in quite some time to go far in the playoffs. And if it means that he is not as big a part of it as he wants to be, then that's something he has to work on in the offseason. So those are the things that Billy Donovan has to watch as this game goes on tonight. Thunder and Jazz, we're ready for it. It's the Locked on Thunder podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Coming up in segment number two, is there really a defensive game plan for Donovan Mitchell? We'll discuss next on the Locked on Thunder podcast. If you're a business owner and your target demographic is men between the ages of 18 and 44, 
then you've come to the right place. Not just the Locked On Thunder podcast, but the Locked On Podcast Network in general. It's daily podcasts from local experts. It's why we say it's your team every day. All you have to do is email us at LockedOnPodcastNetwork at gmail.com. We'll tell you all about our reasonable rates, and then we'll get you hooked up with a product or the podcast that best fits the audience that you're trying to get to. And how it breaks down is 98% of the people that listen to this podcast and our other podcast are men. 80% of those are between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want to get to people anywhere in the world, we can do that here at the Locked On Podcast Network, and you won't be charged an arm and a leg for doing it. That's the Locked On Podcast Network at gmail.com. Become of the Locked On, become a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Segment number two, give some credit to Alex Sabrinas. I think we did that a lot yesterday, but give some more credit to him for doing about as good a job on Donovan Mitchell as anyone has done during this playoffs. Donovan Mitchell coming into game five was averaging 27.5 points per game. That's dropped to a whopping 26.6 points per game. There's not a game plan for Donovan Mitchell. I mean, look, Alex Sabrinas can talk about it, the, the defensive game plan. You know what? Let's let Alex Sabrinas talk about it. Here's what Alex Sabrinas has to say about the Thunder's game plan for Donovan Mitchell. Essentially what the game plan is, try and slow Donovan Mitchell down enough and don't let the other guys beat you. Which brings us to this. Who is going to play Thunder Killer tonight? Derek Favors has done it. Joe Ingles has been a part of this mix. Uh, Alec Burks. I'll give Alec, Burke cre- Alec Burks credit for being a Thunder Killer. And then Jay Crowder had the game of, well, I'm just going to call it the game of his playoff career by scoring 27 points off the bench for Utah in game five. So tonight I'm looking for Thunder Killer and I haven't even mentioned Ricky Rubio. You know, I'm just going to say Royce O'Neal. I don't know if it'll even be Royce O'Neal. It would probably be a lot easier to pick a guy like Ricky Rubio, but since it's been a different guy step up every single night, I got to go with one who hasn't really done it yet. So Royce O'Neal, Thunder Killer tonight. That's my prediction. And I'm all right with Royce O'Neal being a Thunder Killer as long as as Oklahoma City comes out of this matchup with a win. If, if, if Royce O'Neal has the game of his career and Oklahoma City still wins, I don't care. That's like Russell Westbrook shooting 39 shots in Game 5 as long as you get the win because that's all the playoffs is about. Win in advance, not exactly what your stats are. And with that in mind, let's go back to a couple of days ago when we were talking to Paul George about the Thunder being in this situation and what their mindset is going into this game. Here's Paul George prior to Game 5, and it still applies to what's going on tonight. Um, well, you know, I, I've been in this position, being down in the series facing elimination um, and finding a way each game to extend the series and ultimately winning. So um, I've, I've been in, on this side before. Um, and, and the only thing we drew from him was just taking one game at a time. Um, but doing, you know, everything possible to win, uh, to, to, you know, further our season. George also says that the Thunder need to match the Jazz's intensity. I think effort. Just match their 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 energy. And uh, I think just match them effort-wise. Um, you know, we, we, we check the box pretty much everywhere else. A lot of 
I think plays we can prevent um, is, is coming off from, from you know just our effort. Paul, oh, you said that you said that the other day when I asked you about that too, just like matching matching your effort and your energy and all that. Like, what, what has prevented you guys from being able to do that? We wouldn't be in position to lose a fucker Same rules still apply. You've got to play desperate. You have to coach desperate. You have to be confident. But you haven't really been able to put a scare into the Utah Jazz. We know that this team is not going to quit. That's the that's the scariest thing about Utah is that they just don't quit. They keep coming at you and coming at you. And I don't think until the Thunder win tonight, when that clock strikes zero and the, and the Thunder has more points than the Utah Jazz, that'll be the only time that I feel confident in saying that Utah might be mentally beat. The Thunder... Are going. We know the Thunder are going to have to withstand a Jazz barrage tonight. We know that the Jazz are going to have to withstand a Thunder barrage. The, the, the ebb and flow of these games has just been amazing how these teams go on runs. And the Thunder go on a 32-8 run in, in order to get themselves back into the game in Game 5. And I, the Thunder, I don't see where if they get down by 15-plus, where they're necessarily going to be out of the game, but I don't know if they can overcome it tonight. And if the Jazz get down by 15-plus, I don't necessarily think they'll be able to overcome it. It doesn't mean they'll be out, but it just I don't think either team is able to overcome it. And tonight might be a situation where it's a little bit easier, where if you get that lead, you might be able to get a hold of somebody mentally that you haven't really been able to in the first five games of these series. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am your host, Eric G. Coming up in segment number three, just how impressive was the Thunder's comeback against the Utah Jazz in game five? We'll tell you next. If you're a sports junkie, your first stop in the morning needs to be the Locked on Sports website. That's LockedOnSports.com. There we have all our podcasts from all our local experts housed and ready to go. And we've even got articles from local experts. That's what we do at LockedOnSports.com. We get local experts to cover every single team. They podcast, they write about it, they post video, but they know their guys inside and out. It's your one-stop shop. That's LockedOnSports.com for everything sports. Make it your first stop every morning, and Locked on Thunder is available there. Then you can go to LockedOnThunder.com. It's LockedOnSports.com, your one-stop shop for everything sports and your team every day. Just how impressive was the Oklahoma City Thunder's win over the Utah Jazz, or in particular, that comeback when the Jazz or when the Thunder used the final 830 of the third quarter to make a 32-7 run? Well, There have been 2,566 times in the past 20 seasons, that includes both regular season and playoff, that a team has trailed by 25 or more in the third quarter. This was the first time a team entered the fourth quarter tied or ahead. And the Thunder entered the fourth quarter tied. That's why I say you can never repeat that performance. I... I don't know that we'll ever see that again. And sure as you say that, another team will pull it off, but most likely it won't be the Oklahoma City Thunder. 
Now you now you understand why why I was talking about what I was at the be, at the beginning of the show how it just cannot be that rinse and repeat performance from Oklahoma City especially for Russell Westbrook and Paul George you just can't rely on them to score that many points for you everybody's got to contribute tonight I also don't expect the Jazz's bench to be as ineffective as they were against Oklahoma City in this particular game and these are the things that the Thunder have to overcome if they want to extend this in to a Game 7 tonight. It has to be a complete performance, all 48 minutes, and Billy Donovan is going to have to coach the game of his life in order for Oklahoma City to get past the Utah Jazz tonight. One other thing that we have found out over the last couple of days is how much Ennis Kanter likes Oklahoma City, which shouldn't be a surprise to us. He shows up wearing his Stash Brothers shirt. He was hanging out at the state legislature meeting with state reps today saying, hey, how you doing? And he was signing pardons for fans with Mayor David Holt, which that, I I don't know if that gets into tampering. I, I guess if David Holt had any stock in the Oklahoma City Thunder or was a part owner, it definitely would qualify as tampering having Ennis Canner do that. But I figure if, if Drake can get in trouble or get the the Raptors in trouble for calling out Kevin Durant at a concert and trying to get fans to greet him so he would so he would hopefully sign with Toronto, then maybe David Holt could get the thunder here. And if I'm the Knicks, I'm not real happy about Ennis Canner's actions over the last couple of days because you're still under contract. You haven't opted out yet. Yes, I want to see Ennis Canner back in Oklahoma City, but I also understand how delicate of a situation this is. And as far as the pardons for fans goes, I disagree with David Holt on this. The Thunder weren't living up to your expectations. And if you had tickets to that game and you chose to leave early, that's your money. You're well within your right. I will never get on fans for leaving a game too early or showing up too late because it's your prerogative. And the team has to deliver just as much as as you have to cheer. It's it's, a... It's a working relationship, I guess is the best way to put it. 50-50. Everybody's got to be a part of it in order for it to be a good match. But I never think it's a great idea for anyone in the city or anyone in the organization to ever call out the fans because ultimately, they're the reason this is getting done. I, I am why. Isn't that the NBA slogan or something close to that? That wraps up today's edition of the Locked on Thunder podcast. If the Thunder lose, if the Thunder lose tonight, we'll do an emergency podcast tomorrow. I'm not sure if they're if the Thunder are going to have exit interviews on Saturday or not, but we'll just sort of put the Thunder season in a box. If the Thunder lose, we'll do something on Saturday. If they win, we will talk to you again on Monday, getting ready for Game 7 out at the peak. Knock on wood, that's what we'll be doing. So until then, peace, love, and Thunder up. Oh, and ELE, everybody love everybody. Now, peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.